Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. This is Adam Wolford at Touchdown Tips on Twitter. And this week I'm joined just by Liam Horsley, uh, underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter to look at the NFC and the AFC South. We have already done the NFC and AFC North and the East Divisions. And this week we're on to the uh, interesting South Divisions. There's, there's a few teams at the top and there's a few teams at the bottom. There's some big prices to win these divisions, um, but we will get straight into them. Uh, we are sponsored, of course, by the full10yards.com guide. If you go to full10yards.com forward slash guides with an S on the end, use code full10 and you get a 10% discount at the moment. Um, you are getting the, that means you're getting the PDF guide for, uh, well, it's £5 and then 10% off, so £4.50 which is a bargain for the amount of work that's gone in and that will get you ready for the season. Um, right, so without further ado, Liam, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, looking forward to this one. South's been a little bit hammered in the group chat. I know we've said this is the worst, might be the worst preview, so we need to hype up these uh, these teams, see if we can get a uh, Jacksonville Jaguars division winner bet going or something to uh, to win some money, we'll see. <laughs> it's, to be fair, the value could be there. It's 15-2 to two for the Jags to win the uh, AFC South. Um I won't probably won't be backing that myself, but uh, <laughs> not uh, not altogether terrible. Terrible. Yes, the uh, the Titans obviously won it last year. They were the number one seeds in the AFC. This year, they are the second priced uh, team in this division. You can get the Colts at five to six, Titans at seven to four, Jacks at fifteen to two, and the Texans are a massive thirty-three to one. That's not the biggest price you're going to hear in this podcast, though. Um, we'll get onto that with the NFC South. Um, the Colts, yeah, they are the favourites for the division this year. They haven't won a division opener since twenty, uh, a league opener since twenty thirteen. No, that's a lie. They haven't won in seven years, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not twenty twenty. Uh, this year they started the Texans, um, which obviously they should win. But with that stat, it's not one I would back in. Uh, they're the strongest team in the division. They've upgraded a quarterback this year by bringing in Matthew Ryan, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matty Ice, uh, Jonathan Taylor is the number one pick in most drafts running back. He uh, went for over 1,800 yards last year. He finished with 18 touchdowns. He had the most carries, the most yards, and the most touchdowns at the running back position. Uh, it sounds like that number will lessen this year. There's been a lot of chat of Naeem Hines getting more of the ball, and he's been getting good camp reviews. There is a, a breakout candidate at wide receiver, Michael Pittman. Uh, he is... Well, a lot of people are very excited about him this year with Matthew, with Matt Ryan there. I don't know why I keep going with Matthew. No, I've never called him Matthew <laughs> in my life uh, with, with Matt Ryan there. Um, but behind him is quite thin. Um, Jack Doyle retired. Uh, they have Gigantor, Mo Cox at tight end, who doesn't do as much as he should. It feels like they should just lob it up to him in the end, in the end zone every time, and it never seems to happen. Um, but yeah, the wide receivers... Uh, Alec Pierce, the rookie coming in from uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, he was very good last year and he's one I'll be keeping an eye on. And Paris Campbell, who's electric but seems to get injured quite early most seasons, which is a shame for him because he could be really, really pretty good in this league. Uh, their defense is all right. It's, it's, it's a middling unit, but this division, they should be, they should be winning this division. Theoretically, <laughs> let me try their best. Yeah, they should have won it last year, arguably, shouldn't they? With um, yeah. Castle Wentz, I think there wasn't it something like going to the last game, they had like 96% chance of making the playoffs, and then they mm. obviously lose to the Jags. Then the Raiders managed to beat the Chargers, and then it and the Steelers win, I think. Can't remember who they played, maybe the Ravens, but uh, managed to knock them out. So, yeah, they'll be thinking with the huge upgrade at QB, 
Um, I'm not. I'm not saying he's in a, He's not a top ten QB anymore. But I think how much better he is than Carson Wentz means I think that they're definitely rightful favourites for the division. Um, in terms of the the defense, I think the unit's pretty good. Uh, I know the pass rush has improved. They got Yannick and Gokwe in that trade to with the Raiders. Um, they sent Rocky Sin the other way. Uh, obviously Shaquille uh, Leonard as well. He's changed his name now as well. First name. Um, he's uh, one of the best linebackers in the league. So I think he's going to be big for them. Uh, and then they added Stefan Gilmore in the secondary as well. So we'll see if he's got anything left in the tank. But yeah, I think the defense is pretty good for this division. Um, the offense will be more efficient. Um, I'm with you on the the running back stuff. I wouldn't be betting any overs at all for Jonathan Taylor because we know what running back injuries are like. And there's been a lot of talk that Hines will get more of a workload and uh, they're also going to try and use a third running back a little bit more because they said that none of the teams that win the Super Bowl ever run the ball uh, down people's throat for the whole game. They have to pass to win the Super Bowl. So if that's what the coach is saying, I think maybe Jonathan Taylor's unders might be a nice bet. But um, yeah, aside from that, I think they're probably right for faves. Uh, I'm not massive on the wide receiver weapons. I know we've got our friend Tim uh, likes Michael Pittman <laughs> to do well this year, but uh, I'm not not as big on him. Um, but I did listen to the Athletic Football Show, and they said Ashton Doolin, someone who the the offensive coordinator really really likes. So I do wonder start of the season if we can get some overs on receiving yards for people like Doolin, especially if Paris Campbell goes down injured again. But yeah, um, yeah, good team. I'm not sure if I'll back them to win the division, but I do think the price is probably right. They probably are rightful faves with. Uh, how good the roster is compared to probably the Titans in, in second favourites. Yeah, I think Doolin's the burner, so maybe uh, longest reception for him if we can find it. I think he's the one of the yeah. speedy ones who can get down the field. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, 14.50 is rushing yard bet. Um, as you say, that's, that's a pretty high line. I mean, he hit 1,800 <laughs> last year, but it seems unlikely. So, yeah, I, I definitely like the unders on that one. Um, and yeah, I, I had something else to say, but I've forgotten it now. So, uh, yeah, the, the defense, as you say, with uh, DeForest Butner and and Garquay, that, that is a pretty good front. And Stefan Gilmore is still a very good cornerback. So maybe yeah, I wasn't giving it the credit it deserved. I think it's a good front in this division as well, where they're going to play offensive lines for me. That we'll talk about the other teams, obviously, in a bit. But I don't think any offensive lines blessed in this division. I don't think the Colts lines as good because they've got great yeah. guards, but. Obviously, that left tackle, Matt Pryor, is not great. So I think the defensive line being as strong as it is for the Colts is probably going to help because those other three teams are going to really struggle to protect their QBs, I think, when they when they play the Colts this year. Yeah, there was one, um, Shaq Leonard was what I was going to talk about. There's There does seem to be worries about his injury. Um, I don't know what the latest is on that, but the last I heard was that it seemed that the team weren't really sure when he'd be back. So that's okay. uh, definitely something to look out for. Yeah, backed him for most tackles, I think, as well. So uh, definitely something for me to uh, to watch out for as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, line, linebacker is where you want to go there. There's um, <laughs> a guy who probably won't play for the Bengals, but Colt Johnston, I think it is, or Johnston. He had 20 tackles the other day for um, against the Giants, <laughs> which leads all of the all preseason. So yeah, linebacker is definitely the one you want to look for. Uh, yeah, on to the Titans then. Um, this isn't original to say, but it seems like they're in a bit of a soft reboot. Um, after trading away AJ Brown, they will obviously be fairly good again. Uh, Mike Vrabel seems to be a hell of a coach. Uh, I don't know how he managed to get that team to the number one <laughs> seed last year with Derek Henry missing more than half the season. Um, obviously, their year pretty much revolves around Derek Henry. Uh, if he can stay fit for the whole year, then they're going to be fairly good. Him and uh, him is uh, basically their offense. Um, <laughs> they have Ryan Tannehill, who is is a decent enough quarterback. He fell apart a little in the playoffs against the Bengals. Um, 
I don't think that's a true representation of him. I think he's better than that. But those kinds of games happen. Robert Woods, they brought in in the summer. He's a reliable receiver. Um, it looks like Nick Westbrook-Akine is the number two there. I saw a, a little clip it on Sleeper Today saying that he's probably that. Um, and then wide receiver three is probably Kyle Phillips, who's not the rookie that we thought we'd be talking about. He's been getting a lot of work in the slot while Traylon Burks could be running with the twos slash threes. I don't know whether that's just a, a ploy from Vrabel to try and get his motivation up or whether he is just not doing what they expected. He had a rough start to training camp with, I think, asthma. or It was a it was breathing yeah, issue asthma. at the start, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's asthma issues, yeah. It doesn't seem like he's uh, really bounced back from that. And then, yeah, the offensive line, as I'm sure you'll allude to in a minute, is is not great. Uh, their defense is, again, in my opinion, not brilliant, but th- they seem to win games. Obviously, it helps being in a division with the Jags and the Texans, but um, we, we'll see how they go this year. Um, Liam? Yeah, I'm with you on the defense. It's a very strange unit, isn't it? Because I think some of the units are really weak. Like linebackers, for me, I just don't think are, are very good. Safety is good. And then corners, they're really, really young. But I still think the front is okay. Jeffrey Simmons and Nico Autry are pretty good. Obviously, got a lot of sacks against the Bengals in that crazy postseason game that they <laughs> yes, couldn't they get it done. Um, yeah, and then Bud Dupree, I guess, is the other main guy. But for me, I'm not I'm not a big Bud Dupree fan. I think that contract was, was a little bit crazy. They gave that out. But I think aside from him, the front's okay. That probably cause trouble again against the bad offensive lines. But I think that secondary, being so young um, in the corner position, I think is probably going to have issues, not necessarily in division, but I think out of division in the AFC, that they're going to have a lot of uh, yards scored against them. Um, the offense, I've like weirdly come around with. We did our AFC South preview pretty early into the summer because of the strength of the division and because obviously some of the news across the rest of the league waiting to happen. But um, I was really down on the offense, but I'm starting to really become a fan of the Robert Woods trade just because I think he'll fit the offense, you know, blocking wide receiver that can play well off play action. I think he's going to be good. But the problem is, like you said, Traylon Burks is there to replace AJ Brown, not necessarily in year one, but hopefully in year two or three. And he hasn't started very well. So I think he worries me. But I, I do think that the, the Robert Woods and the addition of Austin Hooper from Cleveland at tight end means I think that their weapons could be nearly as good as last year because their wide receiver two, three and four last year were just terrible. I think Julio Jones was a pretty bad trade, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just that offensive line. Like we said, I know Taylor Lewan's an established name, but he didn't play well last year. Um, The interior is, Ben Jones is good at center, but the rest of the interior is not great. And then Dylan Redundance, who's a second year player. Again, he also didn't have a great year last year, even though I liked him in the draft. So I think the offensive line could struggle, which I don't know what that means for Derek Henry. I think we could see them passing it more if they're losing. Um, but I think Tannehill's probably better QB than people think. So I think the offense could still be good, but um, is it going to be as explosive without AJ Brown? Probably not. I think they're going to have to win games by uh, some tighter score lines this year and hope Derek Henry can can stay healthy. But what are your views on Tannehill versus Ryan? Do you prefer Matt Ryan as a quarterback or do you think Tannehill now, a bit younger, obviously a bit more movable than agile in the red zone and stuff, but is Matt Ryan better than him? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I've always liked Matt Ryan. I, I think he's always been fairly underrated. Obviously, he had the Super Bowl run, but even then, I don't think he, I don't think he really got the credit he deserved from that. It was all kind of oh, it's Julio and yeah, Shanahan got a lot of credit, didn't he, as well for that? Yeah, and um, but then when it all went wrong, seemed to be <laughs> a lot on Matt Ryan. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. uh, yeah, it's one of those. I don't think he could have won either way. Uh, Tannehill's fine. Obviously, he is more mobile than I think people give him credit for. He should be hitting six, seven touchdowns this year. And he's good at scrambling once they get near the goal line. But 
yeah, I, as you say, I think it'll be war of attrition for them. It'll be we can we can batter you more than you can batter us. But yeah, for I, I still prefer Ryan personally, but I, I can see it being quite close, and it's it's different styles. So yeah, yeah and so. I think this would be his last year as well in the centre for them. I think because Malik Willis is someone that I like. I don't think they're going to be in a position where they're ever going to be bad enough to pick in that top ten. So I don't think they're ever going to get a chance at a top. No top rookies. I think the fact they get Malik, who's got his upside, he was my number one QB, I think. I think that was a great pick. And in preseason, he's looked good. I know they've benched him because he's running around too much and they don't want him to get yeah. hurt and they want him to read the defence. But um, I still think he looks very good for me. So it wouldn't shock me if this team's not good to start with. Either they make a change or is there a way they can trade Tannehill for picks and, and put Malik in there. And then anyone who's bet Titans futures then are going to be fuming because you've got a rookie that really struggles to read defences in there. But um, we'll see. I think Tannehill's last year, so I think Ivory will go out really strongly, or we could see him in bench mid-season. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that that Bengals game really put him on um, on, on the seat, really on the hot seat, didn't it? It, it really was bad, was bad. <laughs> frankly. Yeah, was bad. Let's just as say, a Titan, you... as a Titans better that day, I can confirm it was just horrendous. <laughs> yeah, if you sack the opposing quarterback nine times and then still lose, then it's there's there's something that's gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and a team that probably won't be in the playoffs this year is the Jags. Uh, they come in third price in the division, 15-2, to two, which, in fairness, probably isn't a terrible price for them. They, they've been a mild hype team in the offseason. They've not, not been up there with the likes of the Lions or the Eagles, but they should be vastly improved this year with a head coach who actually knows how to coach and wants to coach a professional football team rather than just take the money or whatever whatever <laughs> Urban Meyer was doing last year. It was weird. Uh, it's definitely proved it time for Trevor Lawrence. I personally think he got away without any criticism, well, without much criticism at all last year for being very poor um, because of the situation he was in. But even when he was in a decent situation on the pitch, he was throwing terrible passes. I, th- I thought he looked really bad. But I know that I do agree it was an awful situation. And he obviously came out as the new Andrew Luck and all this kind of stuff is like God's gift to football. So we'll see how he does. He's, he's needs to prove it this year with an actual decent situation around him. Doug Pedersen or Peterson is a very good coach. He obviously has been to the Super Bowl. So you can't argue with that. They've strengthened well on both sides of the ball. They've strengthened the offensive line for him. They strengthened the defense uh, with Trayvon Walker coming in, in the draft. He looks like a beast. Um, I saw him a couple of clips pop up in, um, <coughs> in preseason. Uh, they should have a decent running game with Travis Etienne back. Um, he is obviously college teammate of Lawrence, and they obviously have a connection already. And it looks like James Robinson should be ready to go for week one, which is a bit of a surprise after his injury last year. They randomly reset the wide receiver market by paying Christian Kirk <laughs> a huge amount of money, which made every wide receiver in the league go, hang on a minute, why am I not getting paid that amount of money? Um we will, we've got to see how that one goes because I don't think it was the best move. But uh, Zay and Marvin Jones are fairly decent wide receiver two and three if they if they do happen to be behind, to be behind Christian Kirk on the depth chart. Um, and then they've got a few other kind of um, speedy receivers who will mix in. Uh, they bought in Evan Ingram, who's a uh, well, he's meant to be a good pass catching tight end. I know Giants fans probably won't agree with that, but that was what he was brought in for. So I, I end up I've ended up drafting him in loads of places because he falls really far in the draft. Um so yeah I, I think that 
the Jags have a mild chance of challenging for second in this division, which I didn't think I was going to say about a week ago, but I do seem to have kind of come around on them a little bit as well. They are only favoured in three games this year, which probably isn't the uh, the best sign for them doing well, but they do seem to have improved vastly and obviously we'll get to see them over here in London. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. <laughs> yeah, we've almost missed out now on them getting a good coach and potentially a good quarterback. There's probably little chance they're ever going to move to London full-time now, I'd imagine, just until... Uh, until they, they'd have to be like almost terrible again and complete rebuild. And I think they kind of think they're in the right direction now. But yeah, we get to see them every year, which is uh, nice for us season ticket holders. But um, yeah, in terms of the team, I so I think I agree with everyone on the Christian Kirk idea because he was vastly overpaid. And as a Tyreek Kill Chiefs fan, obviously, the uh, wasn't good for us, wasn't good for Packers fans, probably wasn't good for uh, fans of Debo Samuel and the 49ers as well, just for how much he's going to get paid because of it. But uh, I think as an actual receiver, people forget he is good. Um, some of his numbers down the field last year getting open were, were really good, especially for a team in the Cardinals that really don't pass the ball very well, very efficiently. They just have everyone lined up in the same slot every time and run the air raid and, and the scheme's not great. So I think his numbers last year were really good at getting open. It's just maybe he didn't get the ball as much. So I think he'll be good. Um, but yeah, massive overpay. <laughs> um, I quite like Marvin Jones if he can stay healthy. He had a lot of injuries last year, but... I think he's good. Um, Zay Jones, I'm not as high on, but that's probably Chiefs Raider bias there. Uh, and then LaVisca Chenault is the wide receiver four, potentially. Uh, and I was pretty yeah. high on him in the draft. So I think that's good. Um, offensive line's better. Uh, Brandon Scherf's a really, really good player. They signed him from Washington. Uh, the rest of the line, we'll see. I think maybe it's competent, which is fine, but not maybe ideal. They probably need to upgrade at one of the tackle positions eventually if they can. But um, yeah, I'm a bit of a Trevor Lawrence stan, so uh, I think he's going to be good this year. He looks good in preseason. Uh, I thought last year he looked okay at times. I thought the receivers were just really bad at getting open. If you watch the film, the amount of times he was throwing into people that were just double covered all the time because they couldn't get open was scary. But some of that's probably because of the uh, the coaching staff as well being bad. So I think under Peterson, yeah. who managed to make Nick Foles look good, um, I know people think it was Frank Reich, but obviously Frank Reich struggled to make Carson look good last year. So I'm going to give Peterson a little bit of credit and say I think he was partly to do it more than people think. I think he'll look good. Um, I like Travis Etienne. I've got him in loads of dynasty leagues. So I hope he comes back healthy. Uh, and I think those two playing together at Clemson is probably going to help the the offense. Uh, in terms of the defense, the talent is there, but it is very, very young. There's so many young players on this defense. You've got first-year players, loads of second- and third-year players. So if they play well to their talent, then the defense could be randomly be really, really good. But again, if they struggle to adapt to the NFL and teams start picking on them and, and, and they struggle early, I think this could be a team that we probably bet the over a lot on just because I think there's a chance they can score on one end. But I think they're going to give up a, a lot of points on the other. So, um, yeah, exciting team. Maybe not great this year, but I think we'll probably be sat here next year thinking, OK, can they challenge potentially the Colts just because all the QBs, uh, in this uh, this division are either worse than Trevor Lawrence or a lot older. So I think there's a chance the Jags could be on the rise. But this year might be just a little bit early, I think. Yeah, they, they randomly play the Colts twice in the first six weeks as well. So that's... Yeah, uh, they, all, that's the... they also they also have a harder schedule than the Colts as well. The Colts are like third easiest in the league <laughs> by win totals somehow. And the Jags are like 12th or third. Yeah, 12th. Yeah, 12th. So they've got a harder schedule than the Colts as well, which I do find a little bit odd. But... Um, yeah, those two yeah. divisional games are going to say a lot, aren't they? I think if the Colts lose one of them, um, they could be in a little bit of trouble to start the season. But um, we'll see if the Jags can can pull out a win early. Which which the Colts do. They um they don't do well against the Jags for some reason. So it it wouldn't be a huge shock if they did. But um yeah, but 
it's an it's going to be an interesting season for them. I think we've all just kind of written off last year as a, a failed experiment and is the start of the Trevor Lawrence era anew, really. So we'll see how they do. Um, another team, um, another team in the division. I'll just go with that. <laughs> is the, the Houston Texans? Um, they. They, they 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 have Lovey Smith as head coach who is gonna try his damnedest to win games. Uh, I don't think they really should. I think they should just be planning for another year or two. Uh, Davis Mills was, was adequate last year. I think he got a lot of praise for a few good games, but he had a few really terrible games as well. Um, I think he'll be fine. And for where they are as a team, I think he is the perfect guy. Really, he's obviously cheap. And they can keep him. Uh, offensive line isn't terrible. Laramie Tunsil's obviously pretty darn good. And the rest of the line's all right. But other than that, they, they really don't have much. Brandon Cooks is still there. Uh, he should hit 1,000 yards because he does all the time. Uh, Nico Collins is in his second year. He'll need to help out. And randomly, I've had loads of offers involving Brethren Jordan, the tight end, coming to me in on fantasy, which... Strangely <laughs> enough, I've rejected every time, but apparently there's some hype around him. So someone obviously thinks that he's the future there. Um, it does look like they've picked up a good rookie. Damian Pierce uh, looks like he's won the running back job. He didn't play this week because they think that he's good enough. Uh, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, <laughs> Daria Gumbawale and Royce Freeman are all there in the background. It's a who's who of this guy scored at 10 to 1 for me once in the backfield. Uh, it's... It's just a mix of everyone. I thought Rex looked pretty dumb, pretty good last year at the end of the season. Marlon Mack obviously is uh, was coming back from injury, and he could be a good running back. And I'd say the offensive line isn't terrible, um, but they're probably going to finish fourth in the division. So I think this is all I need to say about them. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're probably going to finish fourth in the division. Um, yeah, Lovey Smith, head coach. I think he is the type of guy who's going to try and win games that maybe. You don't want them to. Um, he's a defensive kind of first guy, isn't he? And obviously gets another chance to be a head coach. I think he's going to want to try and push and keep that job, especially after they let obviously a one-year head coach go last year. I think if you're yeah. him, you're thinking they might want to just keep me for two years so they're just not known for firing coaches every year. So if you're him, you think there's probably a good chance you could get the job. Um, the OC's Pep Hamilton, who was Andrew Luck and Justin Herbert's quarterback coach previously. Um, so they obviously think he can do a good job at calling the offense. So... I've been interested to see just what sort of cool plays they bring out because he is known for uh, developing quite a fun down-the-field offense. I'm not sure if Davis Mills is good enough to facilitate that, but I think Pep mm. Hamilton will try. So I think they could be quite fun to watch for the neutral on, on Game Pass, but whether they win games is a different question. Uh, they, weirdly for me, might have the best offensive line in the uh, division, <laughs> which is just weird. Yes. But I am a bit of a Ken Kenyan Green fan in who they drafted this year to play left guard. And obviously, Larry Tunsil is probably one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Um yeah, Brandon Cook's over is a good bet if you can uh, stomach the potential injuries because he's either going to get a 1,000 yards extremely easily or you're going to be sat there in week 16, 17 needing him to get 150 in one of the weeks to get it and you'll be sat there watching Texans games praying for uh, praying for him to get the ball. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, the defense is awful. Uh, they've got Derek Stingley Jr. Um, from LSU who I really like, but aside from him, I think they're going to concede loads of points. So again... If you're somebody who likes to bet overs, you could always bet whoever they play. You could bet the individual team total over for them because uh, I think even if the offense has the odd good game, which it will do, I just still think this defense is going to give up loads and loads of points. So, yeah, I think I'll be betting overs against the, the Texans this year for the team totals. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. As you say, like with Lovey Smith being a minority coach as well, obviously this 
I wouldn't say the spotlight's on him, but it gives him even more kind of motive to, well, not more motive. It gives him more pressure to prove himself because yeah. it's America, and that's that's what happens. And um, yeah, he, he he he's he's behind the the eight ball already straight away before the game even gets going. So yeah, yeah. I mean, from what we've gathered from this division. It should be quite entertaining, at least. We we think the Jags games and Texan games are going to be quite high scoring, so at least uh, there's entertainment on the board, even if the quality isn't there. Yeah, and we always get Thursday night games. I don't know what Amazon are going to do this year, but AFC South seem to uh, be the favourites, don't they, for Thursday night football every year. There's just constant AFC South games. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. we get a couple of high-scoring games. I'm not sure how good some of the quality will be, but I think we'll see uh, some high-scoring games and... Um, yeah, probably the Colts and Titans games are going to be less entertaining because they're going to run the ball so much and the scores yeah. might be a bit lower. But uh, yeah, we'll see who wins the division. I think we're probably only going to see one playoff team from from this division for me, regardless, just because of how strong the, the AFC is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I do like the Colts to win the division at 5-6. to six. I think any of the, anything near evens for them. And it, it was evens uh, about a month ago. Um, so probably a, bit late, a little late on that for for them but yeah I, I do think it's the Colts to lose frankly and as we saw last year they may well do that but uh, <laughs> we I think this year's a, a different story um we will leave best bets till the end um so yeah on to the NFC South um the books unsurprisingly are the favorites for it they are two to five for best priced which I think is too short in my opinion but uh they are I mean that they're, they're the pedigree of the league uh, of the division uh, obviously, Tom Brady's coming back here, but he's 45. Um, unsurprisingly, we don't have much record of 45-year-old quarterbacks playing the game. Um, but he's proved us wrong every turn so far. I'm not worried about the fact he's had two weeks off to deal with personal... Well, not to deal with, to have... Well, just two weeks off, basically. <laughs> it, it's yeah, been it's very exactly. vague in whatever he's been doing. Um, according to Dan Hanser's son, Around the NFL, he's been on the Mass Singer for uh, Fox, which would be uh, interesting. But I suppose um, at his age and with his power, he can do whatever he wants, really. So we'll we'll see. But uh, I have I don't really have any worries about him coming back from that. They do have a very good wide receiver core. Obviously, Mike Evans will start the season as the one. They bought in uh, Russell Gage and uh, Julio Jones, who we mentioned earlier, who wasn't great for the Titans last year. But as the wide receiver, three, four, five, I think he should be able to do a decent job for the Bucks. And then it looks like Chris Godwin might be back on it, even if he's on a snap count for week one after his injury last year, which would be huge for them because it seemed like he was going to miss quite a while at one point. On the ground, uh, Lenny Fournette and uh, rookie Rashad White are there. Uh, Fournette is he's going very high in fantasy drafts, higher than I higher than I fancy him, but uh, he has shown that he can do the job when he needs to. He, I assume he's lost weight since the, the early preseason reports, which were fairly disparaging to him. Um, but uh, yeah, Rashad White seems like he's been getting good reviews on the ground, and uh, they obviously have a very good defense, which I don't really need to talk much about. We all know about it. Vita Vea is one of my favorite players in the league. He just fills up three holes on that line. He's 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 just crazy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that, for me, I think they're a little bit of a worry because the offensive line has been not decimated, but largely largely um, weakened over the summer. And they've had 
injuries. They uh, apparently Tristan Wirfs might not even make it for week one now. They lost their center. They uh, obviously had a guy retire. The Bengals picked up um, Kappa. So they, they are weaker on the offensive line than they were. And as everyone will tell you every single year to get pressure on Brady, he's weaker up the middle. So if you can pressure the middle of that line, which they might be able to do without the starting center there now, then that they are a little bit of a worry for me. They are not a team I'll be back in the two to five. Yeah. They were kind of my lock to make the Super Bowl in the NFC. And then, uh, everyone decided to retire or get injured in <laughs> yeah. training camp on the offensive line, which for some teams, um, for example, I guess someone who's maybe for the Chargers, for example, or maybe Josh Allen's center, I'm not going to be as worried because of how much they can move. But I think with Brady, even though he's still obviously amazing for his age, uh, the offensive line being weak is, does scare me. They obviously lost two start, three starters from last year, including the center, Ryan Jensen, that got injured this year. And also the two backups that were due to start at left guard and center, and now also both injured. Um, I know Robert Hainsey is probably going to be fine for, for the next preseason game, but I know they've lost their other left guard now. And like you said, Tristan Wurst might not start week one. Um, so, yeah, I'm worried about the offensive line as well. I think the running game could suffer from that. Uh, I think we could see Tom Brady having to kind of magic up three, four-yard swing passes just to get a running game, basically de facto running game without actually running the ball. Just because I'm worried that that offensive line is going to be too weak. I'm not even a big fan of the left tackle, Donovan Smith. I know he's like average, but... I think if he's average next to a weak left guard, I think we can mm. see some some problems this year. And I think the NFC is weaker, yeah, but I do think there's some good defenses, at least in the NFC. Maybe the offenses aren't as strong as the AFC, but I think there's some good defenses in the, the NFC, even in the division. A team like the Saints and even the Panthers have got a relatively good defensive line. So I think they're going to struggle from that point of view. But the, yeah, the weapons are really good. I think Hudo is basically going to be Gronk in terms of the red zone. I think that's what he's there for. I think he's a big-bodied receiver who can catch touchdowns. Um, and then the running backs are similar to what we spoke about before with the Dolphins on a previous pod where randomly at the start of the season, you're going to get really good value on some running back to score a touchdown because even though Lenny's going to get the main work, they often put some random running back, whether it be Keishon Vaughan or Bernard, if he stays um, in uh, on the goal line. So it wouldn't surprise me if we get some good prices for Rashad White or Keishon Vaughan to score a touchdown and we can take advantage. Um, yeah, defense, nothing really to add. I love Hakeem Hicks. He was someone I thought was really valuable in free agency and to have him next mm. to Vita Vea on third down is going to be absolutely nuts. Um, so if you're going to bet any running back numbers against the Bucks, I would bet unders for running backs, <laughs> yeah. especially if they're winning games because the other team are going to have to pass the ball. So I wouldn't be betting any overs for running backs uh, personally against the Bucks for going under for that. But yeah, I think they're a good team, slightly overpriced maybe now because of the all the injuries. But um, yeah, if Chris Goblin's back by week one, two or three, that sort of range, I think they're going to score a hell of a lot of points in the NFC that's a lot weaker than the AFC. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's always been silly to back running backs against the Bucks for two, three years in a row now. And as you say, with Akeem Hicks in there as well, that's you're not going to be going up the middle. So, um, yeah, you need to need to throw the ball. But yeah, that they are. Sorry, go on. No, no, nothing to add. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah they, they've always been tough to run against, uh, much like the Saints are, um, who are four to one for the division, uh, which for me is, is that's where I, if I had money to bet on it, it would be the Saints at four to one. I think that's a it's a bigger price than I expected. Uh, they did pretty well with Jameis as a starter last year. I think he was five and two as a starter. Um, they have beaten the Bucks, I believe, seven times in a row now, which is a fairly just weird unique stat that you can't imagine many division teams beating any other division team seven times in a row let alone a team that was super bowl champions in that time 
but they they just have their number. Or they did with Sean Payton. We'll see how it happens <laughs> with uh, with Dennis Allen. But he was the natural person to take over, and I don't think things will change too much. They have a very good offensive line. The defense is very good as well, uh, especially against the one. Alvin Kamara shouldn't be banned this year. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Michael Thomas is returning, although already a little dinged up. So knowing Michael Thomas, I might be him done for the year. I just have a, I, I have a weird vendetta against him because of all the stuff that's <laughs> happened over the last few years with him where it seemed like, oh, he's fine to go, but he's just having a paddy. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, he's obviously quite good at catching five-yard passes, and we'll see how he does with a different quarterback to Drew Brees. We might not, but we might. Uh, but he's, even without him, they've got Chris Olave, who they bought in in the draft, who has been lighting up preseason and uh, the training camp. He's been pretty darn good. And Jarvis Landry came in as well, who should fit in perfectly there. Obviously, back at his, back at LSU or that kind of area, he should be doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, I, I think obviously they're going to be pretty darn good. I actually quite like Adam Troutman as well at tight end. He seemed to be forming a decent connection with Jameis before the injury happened. And then obviously Taysom Hill's there as well, who will be doing something, whether he's now officially a tight end, but I'd imagine he's still going to get a few uh, passing plays. I think they're going to mix him around and see how that goes. So, yeah, for me, I think the Saints are going to do pretty well. And I think they're eight and a half wins. I'm not sure what they are now. Uh, I, I like the over on that one. and We'll, we'll just see how they go. Yeah, I'm a little bit like the the Vikings we spoke about um, on a previous pod with, with the Saints, that the NFC is quite weak. And even if you don't win the division, I think they should be your playoff teams just because the mm-hmm. roster is so good. Like you said, the defense is really good. I know they took a step back from losing Marcus Williams, replaced him with Tyron Matthew, who I personally love Tyron Matthew, but he was not very good last season. If you're a Bengals fan, you'll see uh, Jamar Chase running past him about five times a game. So um, he wasn't good last year, but I think maybe coming back home, now he's got paid, doesn't have to worry about his contract situation. Uh, I think the defense will still be good. Um, Cameron Jordan is incredible. Um, David Onyemata as well was good last season. Uh, and then Mark Stavenport's approaching that time where he needs to get a contract extension. So I think the defensive line will get loads of sacks. The secondary's really experienced, so they'll be good. Um, it's just what's going to happen with Jameis. He's had an injury already in preseason. Uh, I know Michael Thomas, like you said, I think he's had a hamstring injury, hasn't he, recently? Yeah. Um, so those two players that were injured last year that were kind of tipped to have a really, but they were having a really good camp, they've now already got injured again. So I know it's only short term for both, and I think Jameis is back in practice now, but uh, they do worry me from a health perspective, those two players. Uh, and then the offensive line is really good in parts, but I think Andres Pete was a bit poor last year. And then left tackle... Um, left tackle could be Trevor Penning, who I'm personally not a fan of, mm, or James yeah. Hurst, who played last year and he wasn't good. And Trevor Penning seems to want to get kicked out of every single practice at the moment. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how good the offensive line will be. It's on that left side. Uh, and that's where I worry if Jameis uh, either getting injured or, or, or potentially having those uh, interceptions that we all know and love him for. But, uh, yeah, I think the rest of the team is just incredible. I think Chris Olave was a great selection in the draft. He was up there as wide receiver. Uh, two for me for, for this class. Jarvis Landry fits the scheme perfectly, uh, can block in the run game and then play really well in the slot. Uh, and then I think Taysom Hill, he'll probably annoy people by stealing touchdowns from Alvin Kamara at the goal line for people that bet those uh, sky bet touchdown trebles that they do every week. I think oh, you'll see yeah. Taysom Hill probably steal a few touchdowns from there because now you don't have to worry about him as a QB. Weirdly, I think he really helps them on offense, but only as a, a rusher. Um, so yeah, I think they'll score a lot of touchdowns, but 
can they win the division? They'd need Jameis and probably Michael Thomas to play 15 plus games each. And I'd just be a little bit worried about that. But in terms of making the playoffs, I, I really like that bet just because I think their their roster is so much better than most teams. It's, it's really up there with the Bucks if you put a, an elite quarterback um, instead of Jameis. I think you'd, you'd struggle to see much of a difference between the two rosters. So I think that they've got a chance. But yeah, um, we'll see if they can catch Brady. Yeah, I was just looking through um, last season for Jameis and it, his first two games were typical Jameis, basically. Uh, first game, 14 completions, five touchdowns against the Packers. His second game, 11 completions, two interceptions against the Panthers. That That is basically the Jameis Winston story is uh, if he's good, he's really good. If he's bad, it's really bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I quite like Jameis, I think. I, I know we all joked about the LASIK stuff, but I think there was probably something there. I, I think him being able to, uh, he, he seems like the kind of person who wouldn't have admitted that he couldn't see things properly, <laughs> if that makes sense. And then getting yeah. that sorted, I think probably helped him. But uh, yeah, the obviously the ACL last year really didn't help. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I thought he looked decent and they reduced the work he was doing from Tampa. I think at Tampa he had, uh, a lot on his shoulders, whereas, yeah, he the most he, attempts he had last season was 35 attempts in a game. And I think that's what they need to do with him is keep him limited to an extent to stop the issues and hope that he has the good games, which he does do. He, he is he is very hot and cold. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does this year. Um, the Panthers, though, uh, they... Well, today they announced Baker Mayfield as the starter, which we all knew was going to happen anyway. Um, I I don't really have an opinion on Baker Mayfield. I'm not sure whether it's good or bad. It's, I think he's better than Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't really buy the excuses that he's always injured and that without injuries, he'd be brilliant. I think that seems to be manufactured. They do, they do play the Browns in week one, which is obviously the... <laughs> I, I think that could be a decent bet for one of the Sky games because of that, uh, which makes them imminently more watchable than they were if it was Darnold versus uh, Jacoby Brissett, which would not have been a pretty sight, I'd imagine. But frankly, their season relies on Christian McCaffrey being healthy, uh, which is a worry. He's gone down with injury the last couple of years. When he's healthy, he's one of the most entertaining players in the league, if not the most entertaining player in the league. Uh, without him there, bleh. Uh, DJ Moore is really good. Uh, but again, he's now the quarterback play to really help him out. Uh, Robbie with an IE Anderson is fine. He was quite vocal about not wanting Baker there, but then I think he <laughs> backtracked on that saying he was trying to support his QB, um, trying to support Darnold while he was there. And then I, I noticed today looking at depth charts with Shard Higgins, Higgins has come over from Cleveland as well. So you've got to think there'll be a little bit of connection there with Baker. Uh, the defense was mainly drafted two drafts ago where they went entirely defense. So you've got to think that they'll be coming into their own now. Uh, I know Jeremy Chin had a very good couple of seasons at safety. I know he's quite highly rated. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're still probably favored for under six wins. Um, because they are the Panthers. Matt Rule could be the first coach out of a job this year. He has got it all on all on him this year. I, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but I think it's all on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Liam, what do you reckon? Yeah, first coach fired odds are going to be good for... I imagine he's the favourite. I haven't actually looked. I bet this market last year for Urban Meyer, so 
Um, <laughs> I, I didn't obviously lost that because of John Gruden as well, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I think Matt Rule first coach fires great odds if you can find it. Uh, I know sometimes they don't put those odds out until the season starts. But uh, yeah, they've hired OC Ben McAdoo for anyone who's a long-term NFL fan. He's the ex-OC of the um, Packers and then went to be head coach of the Giants. Famous for having a new haircut in every job he gets, which is always quite funny. But uh, his play calling is terrible. And I was listening to the Athletic Football Show when they were talking about some of the schemes he was running. And they were basically identical to the ones he ran with Eli Manning, which is like five years ago now. So I've not got much yeah. hope for the offense. I think the players are good on paper in terms of, uh, I like Terrence Marshall Jr. I liked him uh, at LSU. Uh, DJ Moore's really good, like you said. Christian McCaffrey, for me, is uh, the best running back in the, the league when he's healthy. But the problem is, when when's he going to be healthy again? I hope this season. Uh, offensive line's better. Uh, Iki Aquanu was a really, really good pick. Uh, good left tackle, but I think left guard, center, and probably right tackle are just below average. So I think it doesn't really matter how good your left tackle is if the rest of the line's as bad as that. So I'm a bit worried about um, how the offense will look. Um, Baker is better than Sam Darnold. I agree, like you said, but I think in Cleveland, he needed everything right for him on offense to work. A lot of rollouts, a lot of pre-designed plays where he knew he was throwing to before before he didn't have to go through his reads and stuff. So I've never really liked him, but I've all of a sudden come to love him now because I hate the Browns. So uh, uh, I never liked him as a quarterback, but I want him to win week one. And I'll probably end up betting him and watch it, even though I don't think the value is actually there now for them to win in week one. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think the line's changed now, you said, isn't it? That I think it's gone out a bit now, hasn't it? Well, I think the Browns were actually getting points at one point. I'm, I'm not sure what they are currently. I'll check right now. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously... Uh, yeah, Browns plus half a point. So basically, it's pick them. Uh, but you can get even even money on the Browns to just win the game. And for me, that that's the better that game. I, I the the Browns. Not, it's not like they thought they were going to have Deshaun Watson. They've known all all summer that they wouldn't have Deshaun Watson there. Um, so I think they're just going to run the ball down their throats, basically. Yeah, I might see if I can find some crazy minus thirteen line for the Panthers and just go all in on Baker five hundred <laughs> yard game where he plants a Panthers flag down in the uh, on the field like he did at college. But um, yeah, we'll see for week one. Uh, the defense, though, like you said, it's young, but for me, it's really, really good. It's weird. This not part of the next team we're going to talk about. The three defenses that we've spoken about are all really good. I know the the, st- the stats for this defense won't be as good just because they are more inexperienced and they've got a couple of issues that second safety and, and, and kind of reserve cornerbacks. But um, the rest of their front is so good. Brian Burns is really, really good. Derek Brown's good. They signed Matt Ioannidis from um, Washington, who's really good. Um, Shaq Thompson was good last year. And then, like you said, Jeremy Chin is like a star of the NFL to, to be, I think. So, yeah, defense is really good. But um, you, like we saw last year, they had number one defense for seven weeks. But um, when the offense can't score any points, then you're going to struggle to win games. So, yeah, I think we'll see a few good Baker weeks. But overall, I think there'll be another disappointing season for the Panthers. Yeah, they don't have the uh, three games to start like they did last year when they were 3-0 and and uh, everyone <laughs> thought, well, a lot of people thought they were really good. They've got Cleveland Giants. <laughs> uh, Cleveland first up, then the Giants, then the Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Tampa. That's uh, that's really not a very nice start. That's probably two and four at best. Um, that is, uh, it's going to be pressure on from the start. And then they have Atlanta twice in three weeks with the Bengals in the middle just after that as well, uh, which they could win. They could win a few of those. But yeah, come bye week. In fact, looking at looking at their schedule, it's really horrible up until the bye week. Uh, yeah, they are fa- their only favorites in one game, unsurprisingly, which is at home to Atlanta. So underdogs in the other 11 games up until their bye week. Um, 
yeah, Baker's an upgrade, but he's not that much of an upgrade to make to make them win seven games this year, I don't think. And yeah, it's under under six and a half, I think, is a sensible bet for me for them. Uh they are thirteen to one to win the division if you really think that that will happen. It it won't. Um <laughs> so yeah, as alluded to before, thirty-three to one for the Texans to win the division isn't the biggest we're going to talk about. The Falcons are thirty-five to one to win the uh, NFC South, which is obviously because there's two top teams at the top of their division. Uh, there, it's a full reboot for the Falcons. It's going to be a painful few years for them. They brought in Marcus Mariota after obviously losing Matt Ryan to the Colts this summer, and they drafted Desmond Ritter, who was very good for the Beng- uh, for the Bengals for the Bearcats. <laughs> Um, in college, he is mobile, he's got he's pretty accurate downfield, and he's got a decent arm on him. I think he'll get five, six starts before the end of the year at least. I think they'll bring him in. Um, because it's a dead season. Well, I believe it'll be a dead season for them. Obviously, Calvin Ridley suspended because betting is far worse than anything else you can do. Um, Cordero Patterson looks like he'll remain starter running back. He's their running back one, he's probably their wide receiver two or pass catcher two behind Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts was was very good last year. I don't know how he scored so few touchdowns, and I'll get to that with uh, the uh, best bets for me. I think that's arguably one of my bets of the season. Uh, Tyler Allegier, uh, at running back, hasn't had very good reviews. Looks like he's going to be down the depth chart behind Damian Williams, probably, who they brought in from, well, Chiefs and then the Bears. Uh, then the passing game, yeah, they drafted Drake London, who... He was good in college, but with the quarterbacks they've got, with the offensive line they've got, with everything else they've got, it's going to be an uphill battle for him all season. He should, in theory, get a lot of targets. Other than him, they bought in just big body guys. They've got Auden Tate and Brian Edwards. Auden Tate is one of my favorite players to watch as a Bengals fan. He doesn't do much in the game. He doesn't have the pace, but if you throw it within 20 yards of him, he's going to catch it. He will just go up and his arms will extend and they'll be there. Brian Edwards is another one I liked coming out of the draft, actually, and he didn't do much in uh, for the Raiders, but he is he's a big guy. And then they have speedsters on their on their roster as well. And they've got they've got bodies that that's enough about as much as I can say for them in offense. None of them are particularly talented, but if it goes right, they could be mildly entertaining. Uh, the defense isn't exactly great either. There's a lot of work to be done on both sides of the ball there, and it's probably going to be a two, three-year project. But again, Arthur Smith is in his second year, and he will be looking to prove himself. I just don't think, uh, much like uh, Lovey Smith, I don't think this is the year for them to do it. Yeah, tough job for him to take, I think. I know they traded Hudo, didn't they, last year, but they probably should have traded um, a couple more veteran linemen and, and probably trade Matt Ryan a year earlier and just start that rebuild probably one year sooner because yeah. I just think that if you're the head coach at least you're probably not going to win many games this year I, I think they are up there in the top couple with like people like the Bears to have the highest chance of number one pick which is great because they're going to either get the best pass rusher in the draft or they're going to get QB most likely in the draft but um, I think if you're him people don't normally stick around for four years in terms of losing seasons. So you'd need to hope that a rookie next year will be good enough to win you games. So I'd be worried if I was him for long-term. But in terms of the roster, it's probably the weirdest one in the NFL because most of the roster is awful, but then they have like really incredibly fun players that are elite. So Kyle Pitts is like oh. an elite tight end. AJ Terrell was incredible last year. Um, really, really good player. Yeah. I love Richie Grant, the safety as well. Uh, and then obviously Drake London, 
um, top wide receiver from this year's draft. So they're really, really good players. But then aside from them, <laughs> they're just awful. Yeah, especially on defense. I think defense is probably worse for me than the offense, um, especially when they're going to run the ball that much with running QBs. But yeah, for me, I uh, I love Desmond Ritter in the draft. I had him as QB two. Um, so I would hope that he would play sooner rather than later. And in preseason, he's looked really, really good. Um, mm. But we know they're going to start Marcus Mariota. But um, obviously, Arthur Smith was his OC when he got um, replaced by Tannehill. So I'm expecting him to be the head coach when Desmond Ritter eventually replaces it. But we'll see how many weeks into it is. But yeah, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. But there's some fun players there. And then next year, Calvin Ridley and a, a good QB potentially. I think um, their offense could be really, really fun. But yeah, this year, I think. Um, they could be a, a two, three win team at best. Yeah, it was um, it was quite nice to see um, Kyle Pitts line up outside yesterday. Um, he had a 52 yard reception on the first, well, one of the first plays of the game, and his step and his pace and acceleration, explosion. He is everything that we all thought we'd see last year, and to an extent, we did. He was very good last year. I think he only scored the one touchdown. It was the London game. Yeah, in London. Yeah, um, he's never scored in America yet in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy for someone of his talent. So, yeah, I, I think he, well, I mean, he should get 50% of the targets this year, really. So, we'll uh, we'll see how it does for him. But he's, you've got to expect that number to bump up. But as you say, he, they do have exciting players. And Mariota and Ritter are both similar quarterbacks with mobility and the way that I think they'll play. So, it, it makes sense. But, yeah, if you're going to see what you've got at the rookie, then I think they'll bring him in. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think Panthers, Falcons, third and fourth for me. Saints, Bucks will be interesting. It all depends on Brady staying healthy, unsurprisingly, um, which he has done. I mean, he's proved that he can he can do it. But yeah, for me, I, I think my value pick for that division will be uh, the Saints of four to one, um, which I think leads us on to best bets for overall. Um, Liam, I'll let you go first on AFC South. Yeah, so AFC South, I think probably the best bet is Texans 1-2 to two to finish fourth. Um, I think they're the clear fourth team for me, uh, especially with the head coaching gap they've got and then the QB gap, even though they played well last year, I think they're assuming for there. But I do like Titans 6-4 to four or better odds if you can find it to win the division just because I agree the Colts are probably a better team, but they're very close and um, I think Mike Vrabel just somehow seems to always find ways to win divisions. So... Uh, I don't mind 6-4 there, but I think Texans to finish fourth is probably my better bet of the two. Yeah, I, I did have a similar one for the Texans. I had Texans under two division wins. Uh, that was 4-5 to five on red zone, but I can't for the life of me find out where that market is now. Uh, I think they <laughs> might have removed it. Uh, but division wins was something I was looking at for a lot of these teams. So I think you could have got Saints over three and a half, which given their record against the Bucks, would have been... Not not a banker, but would have been really good. Um, so as I can't find that, I'm just going to go with Colts five to six to win the division. Um, I do I do like the Texans to finish bottom. If you do one to two, double that with the Bills one to two to win the FC East, then you should be able to get a fairly decent even money winner there. Um, my one for the NFC South, as I was talking about, was Kyle Pitts over four and a half receiving touchdowns. You can get that five to six on red zone. It's four to five on Unibet. That there's just it doesn't seem possible that he can only score one <laughs> touchdown again or fewer. I I think they might score probably 25 touchdowns as a receiving team this year, and I would back him to get a fifth of them. So yeah, five to six for Carl Pitts over four and a half receiving touchdowns. 
Yeah, I do a uh, normal uh, tight end accumulator for touchdowns because the odds are so good. Uh, yeah. I can imagine Carl Pitts being in my uh, touchdown uh, ACO a couple of weeks a year just because I think that uh, as long as Drake London isn't incredible and just steal all the red zone targets, yeah. I think he's he's bound to score definitely more than one. Let's just hope for you he scores five or six if we can uh, if we can get him there. Um, he's going to be best... around for money though each week. I don't think he's going to be the two three to one like we normally get for tight ends. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just hoping a couple. If he doesn't score in the first couple of weeks, it could be he's never scored a touchdown in uh, in America in the NFL <laughs> yeah. and see if we Fingers can uh, capitalize. We'll see. Um, yeah, my best bet is terrible value really. So it's Saints and Bucks top two at four to nine. I think it's a banker. Um, again, I'd be trying to pair that with another top two if you could find it. But for me, like the Ravens and Bengals top two in the uh, AFC North might be a good option for that. Or uh, if you want NFC North, you could do Packers and, and Vikings in the top two and yeah. pair them together. But yeah, I just think those two are shoo-in to finish top two just for the other two teams. So I just think it's a free bet in terms of adding it to your accumulators to, to add some value. And then the other one was um, Chris Olave, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 10 to 1. Uh, it was 11 to 1 on Virgin, but they took him down earlier. So I'm not sure if it's still up anywhere else. But um, Skybet still had him at 10 to 1. I think that's just good value because if Thomas does get injured like he often does, um, Jameis is going to throw the ball a lot. And I think Olave is the perfect receiver for Jameis. And I don't think any QB or running back for me are going to win the award this year. So I think there's a chance a receiver will get it. So I think Olave is a good shout at uh, 10 to 1. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, he, he seems like he's got a lot of hype behind him and he's on a he's on the team to help him succeed. So there's no reason why he shouldn't. I um offensive rookie, yeah, I will mention uh, George Pickens was fourteen to one. I'll be amazed if he still is. I probably should have uh, checked that before I said it. Um but yeah, for me I think that's probably the uh, the better this season, you know. Yeah, ten to one now for him. The same price as Olave. Um yeah. Yeah, we'll um, we'll wrap it up there then. It's uh, near enough an hour for us for us two rambling on. Um, <laughs> Liam, thank you very much. Uh, where can we find you? Yeah, at underscore Liam Horsley as well, and then uh, at at Go for Two Pod as well for our uh, our podcast. Well, that me and uh, my friend Patrick do. We're previewing the AFC AFC West and uh, NFC West as well, which is uh, links well to our podcast for next week on this podcast as well. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, means, means you don't need to do much extra work for next week. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's just me on that and obviously your team as well, which uh, which helps in that division. Um, yeah, so that's it from me and Liam. You can find me at Touchdown Tips on Twitter and obviously you can check out full10yards.com and touchdowntips.com for all the betting stuff I will be getting, hopefully, through divisional previews myself. Uh, some written previews on there before the start of the season, uh, but life gets in the way sometimes, so we'll see. Uh, so, in the immortal words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for Nat. <laughs> oh, I even messed up Kev Cadle. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just go. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs>